Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We want to go to the Word of the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Amen. I've got a message of encouragement today for everybody, but especially for anybody that might be going through something that's been hanging on much too long. Or you know somebody close to you that because of your relationship with them, you you know what they're going through and they're going through something that's been hanging on much too long. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Would you clap your hands and let's just worship him one more time. Father, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. I'm going to give you the title of my message a little bit, a little, in a few minutes here. Amen. You know, the... There is a word that we are familiar with that is typically associated with a sickness or disease that will not go away. That word is chronic. And chronic is defined as a continuing or occurring again and again, uh, something for a long time, not likely to change, deep-rooted, deep-seated, entrenched, uh, hopeless, and unending. And we have all heard of people that have chronic migraines and chronic arthritis and chronic seizures and chronic pain in general, just to name a few. Amen. Many people are continuing to experience chronic symptoms of COVID, even though they've they've gotten over it and they're not testing positive for it anymore. They're still having chronic symptoms uh, uh, in breathing and so forth. Amen. And I know what it is myself, uh, amen, the last few years uh, to experience chronic pain. And it's not fun because chronic pain just wears you down. It wears you out. You you wonder, when is this going to go away? You just want relief. And you don't want to take a bunch of pills because that's not the answer. Uh, You know, you you do it for a little bit to try to help out or whatever. But I'm I'm telling you, I know what it is, amen. I had a, a knee issue that uh, went on for a few months, uh, amen, finally 
went and had to, had to get surgery, and thank God I got past it, but it was chronic for a while. Limped with pain for a couple of months there, praise God. And then I had an issue with my neck that was really bad. Found out I had degenerative discs and so forth, but it was, uh, it was just, I couldn't sleep, amen. I couldn't get any comfortable position. It was chronic, amen. And it took a long time to go away, praise God, amen. And I'm telling you that these things can affect us, amen. And chronic doesn't just go with uh, health issues or diseases or sickness, amen. This word has an application that goes far beyond those things. There are other areas in our life that become chronic, and it's not a good thing. For example, when we're out of work, and no matter how hard we try or how much we look, we can't find a good job. Amen. I got laid off in 2011, and I looked for like six months for a job, and, and, I, and I, it took me six months for God to open, finally open the door for the job that he wanted me to have, but for a while there, it was rough, it was looking every day, online, doing this, making calls, going on interviews, amen, and it didn't seem like no doors were opening, amen, but I'm here, I'm going to hear to tell you, you're going to get a courage word here in a minute, praise God, amen, and when we struggle with our finances, and no matter how much we try, and and budget we still can't make ends meet sometimes it gets to be like a chronic situation but when we have relationship issues with those we love and no matter how hard we try it doesn't seem to improve and we're wondering what's going on amen but i'm here to tell you if you find yourself in any type of a chronic situation or you know somebody that's in any type of a chronic situation right now in your life or in their life i want to encourage you this morning by pointing out as seemingly obscure phrase in the Bible. Amen. And, and, and Terry this morning in conversation unknowingly said that phrase. Amen to me. Praise God, which gave me confirmation that this is right what I'm supposed to preach. Praise God. Amen. But this four-word phrase occurs 453 times in the King James Version of the Bible. It's more of an old English phrase. So it occurs far fewer times in some of the newer versions. Amen. And some of the modern versions, it doesn't even occur one time. Amen. But 453 in the good old King James. And at first glance, there doesn't seem to be anything remarkable about this phrase. So when we read it, we typically just keep on reading to the next verse. It doesn't jump off the page at us. And it mostly seems like a segue into various topics of subjects. Amen. An introduction, a prefix, so to speak. A preamble. Amen. But the phrase I'm referring to, a four-word phrase, amen, is it came to pass. Yes, thank you, Jesus. It thank you. came to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what I want to preach about this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this phrase literally means it happened or it came to be. Some examples of these 453, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to read a couple. Like in Genesis chapter 4, in the process of time, verse 3, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering to the Lord. So it came to pass on that day, it, it happened, it came to be that he brought an offering. Just seemed like, okay, that's just a simple phrase, all right. Or, you know, in Mark chapter 1, verse 9, it says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John 
in Jordan. So it just came to be, you know, it happened on that day that Jesus was baptized by his older cousin, John the Baptist came to pass. Okay. All right. Whatever. Amen. But I want us to look beyond the literal meaning of this phrase and look below the surface meaning of this in a deeper look of, and, and a more encouraging meaning of this phrase is what I want to bring out to us today. And that is that the chronic situation you're facing in your life, amen, did not come to stay. It came to pass. Amen. I don't care how long it's been there. It did not come to stay. It came to pass. Oh yeah, it might have come our way to bring us down. It might have come our way to try to make us get up, give up. It might have come our way to test us so that we would learn something. But I know this one thing for sure. When you are a child of the King, amen, there is nothing that's going to come to stay that God doesn't want there and you just hang on. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. It's going to pass. It might have come our way hoping to stay forever and just live with us and cause us sorrow and cause us grief. But it did not come to stay. It came to pass. It came to pass on and out of our life. Praise God. I read about a woman that had an issue of blood in the Bible, 12 long, agonizing years. Amen. This condition went on all these years. She went to many doctors and spent all the money she had, and she did not get any better, but the Bible said, rather, she grew worse. Amen. You talk about a chronic situation. 12 years. I've been to all the specialists. She's been to all and she's all the bank account is empty. All of her money's gone and she's worse. That's chronic because a situation like that brings starts bringing hopelessness. Starts bringing you getting you down in the dumps. Starts wanting you start messing with your mind a little bit. Praise God, Amen. But I'm here to tell you, Amen. We got to do what that woman did. Praise the Lord. And I, there's nothing wrong with going to doctors. I'm all for it. That God, I believe God put doctors in our lives. Amen. They have a purpose. But you know what? Jesus is the great physician. Hallelujah. And we need to go to Him in faith. And believe God, hallelujah, that he is our healer. And there's a healer in the house today, praise God. So we got to go to Jesus like this woman. And she finally, amen, left her house with the last bit of strength she had. Amen. She had just, you know, she'd been through it. She could barely get out of bed. But she heard that Jesus was coming through town. She drug herself out of bed and she drug herself to the midst. She had to fight through that crowd because Jesus was being mobbed by this group. And she got in the middle and she went down on her face and grabbed the hem of his garment. And virtue came out of him, and she was healed immediately. And the issue of her blood was dried up. Praise God. Amen. And then she melted back in the crowd and acted like nothing happened. That wasn't me. Just eating an apple. You know, it wasn't me. And then Jesus said, who touched me, right? 
and then she finally came trembling. It was me, you know, like, oh, am I in trouble, you know, or whatever. And, he, and, she, and she told, he told her, your faith has made you whole. Amen. I'm telling you, it came to pass. Amen. I'm praying against every chronic situation that's coming against the, the church of the living God and the, and the child of the living God. It came to pass. Let's hold on to God and our faith. Let's keep our faith high in God. Amen. Jesus was teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he noticed a woman over there who was severely stooped over. Amen. Uh, you know, almost like scoliosis, like curvature of the spine or whatever. And it, she could not stand up straight but the, because the Bible said she had a spirit of infirmity that had caused this condition for many years. Amen. And so out loud in front of uh, uh, the, the ruler of the synagogue and all the people that were there in the service that day, amen, he said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. It's gone. Praise God. And then he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she began to glorify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And folks, when God kicks that chronic thing out of your life, the, the minute, the second it happens, amen, you, you need to begin to glorify God. Praise God. And we ought to just thank him ahead of time because he's going to do it. And when he does it, let's let him know in a big way that's how thankful we are that he is working in our lives. Amen. So the ruler of the synagogue, the Bible said, he didn't like that too much because it was the Sabbath day. And they had some kind of quirky thing in their mind, these religious leaders back then, that you don't do any work on the Sabbath day, which, and they somehow equated healing somebody and doing something good like that as work, and that was transgressing the law of Moses, and that's how messed up those guys were in their understanding of the situation, amen, and who Jesus was. So he got up, amen, and uh, he, he, you know, he just said, you know what? There's six days in the week that people should be healed and not on the Sabbath day, you know? And then all the people looked at him and then they probably, you know, like a ping pong match, they went over to look at Jesus. What are he's going to say now? And Jesus responded and he said, you know what? You guys are a bunch of hypocrites. He said, if you guys have a donkey or you guys have an ox and if it falls into a ditch on the Sabbath day, do you guys just leave it in the ditch overnight and say, oh, go, sorry. Mr. Favorite Little Donkey of Mine, uh, sorry you're in the ditch. I'm going to have to leave you there all night. And I don't know if you broke your leg or if a wolf's going to come get you in the night or whatever. But it's a Sabbath day. Can't get you out. That's work hauling you out. And he goes, don't you guys haul your animals out of a ditch if it falls in a ditch on the Sabbath day? Yes, you do. And how much more should I do this for this wonderful daughter of Abraham. And he said, shouldn't this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be released from this imprisonment on the Sabbath day? Oh, yes, she should. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't know if you caught that, folks. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, she had a sickness like... You know, it's just a sickness. It was some kind of a sickness that a natural situation that came to her or whatever. But this lady, amen, for the last 18 years was stooped over with a spirit of infirmity. 
Amen. It was still a sickness, but it was being caused by Satan himself. So he said, Satan has bound this woman over and bent her over for 18 years. Amen. And I've loosed her on the Sabbath day. Praise God. And I'll tell you what, amen. And I know as a child of the king, we've got authority over the enemy. Praise God. And even though we do, he's still going to try. He's going to try to do some stuff to us. You gotta, we got to understand our place in the kingdom. we got to understand who we are. We don't need, we don't have to let him do that to us. Praise God. We've got power. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Praise God. Praise God. We are not powerless against the enemy. We are not powerless against the enemy. Praise the Lord. Now, if we weren't blood-bought, blood-washed, spirit-filled people, then we wouldn't have anything to say about it much. Amen. But because we are a child of the king, and I got a right to praise God, and I got a right to to tell the devil to back off, and he's got to back off, I, I should be able to resist him. And I need to resist him. Steadfast. Amen. You know, devil will try to barge into your life and stay as long as he can. He'll try even a child of God. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely like to get a child of God because that's a big trophy for his trophy case. Amen. But you know what? We're not going back, and we're not going to let him do that. Amen. I've come too far. We've all come too far to turn back now. Amen. We're going forward. We're going to walk on streets of gold. I'm not going to settle and love the devil. To bring chronic situations into my life. To bring me down and cause me to give up. Because it came to pass. We need to resist him and he will flee. He'll pass on by. Unfortunately, he'll be back, but just resist him again. Amen. I'm reminded of the words from verse 3 of the song we sing. I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Amen. You remember that? The devil, he will tempt you and fill your way with strife. He'll make you sick in body and even try to take your life. But put your trust in Jesus and say, Lord, I've had enough. The Lord will say, move over Satan. He or she got his mind made up. Praise God. Now, if, it, now, if there, any situation in the Bible, Job's situation was chronic. Amen. But God saw him through. And even in Job's situation, it came to pass. It passed. And the latter end of Job, the Bible said, so you read that last chapter of Job, the latter end of Job was greater than the former. Amen. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 5, be sober and alert. Your enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, is on the prowl looking for someone to devour. Resist him strong in your faith because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are enduring the same kinds of sufferings. Now listen to verse 10 because I'm going to preach a minute here. Amen. And after you have suffered for a little while... 
The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore and confirm and strengthen and establish you. Amen. If you just resist him for a little while. You just resist him for a little while. Amen. And endure it. And God himself will restore and confirm and strengthen and establish you. When it came, it's going to pass. And God's going to lift you up and strengthen you and help you out of your situation. Woo! Hallelujah. It came to pass. Hallelujah. God's getting ready to restore some people around here. God's getting ready to confirm some things to you. Some strength and establish you. Amen. Even the, even the strongest Christian, even the person with the closest walk with God, Jesus. amen, hallelujah, is going to have times where they wonder what's going on. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, nobody's perfect, praise God. Even, a, even a, a great man like King David, a man after God's own heart, that's a pretty powerful statement, amen. He said in Psalm 73, amen, he was going through some chronic situations, and he said, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, when I saw people that didn't give God one hoot and didn't care about people, how they were prospering, they seemed to never be sick, Always had enough money, had everything they needed, and here we, here I am serving God, and nothing's going right. He meant he said, "My foot almost slipped." In other words, I almost backslid. That's what King David, a man after God's own heart, said. But you know what? You know what? I'll tell you the importance of the house of God and the Word of God in our lives. He said, "But then I went to the house of the Lord." And I was reminded what this is all about. I was reminded of the eternal things and not the temporary things. And then I realized they were in the worst shape and I'm doing good with God. Praise God. You know, January 2020... Those of you that were coming back then, we remember that Jessica began to, starting to teach our adult class. She passed out those cards, those 2020 vision cards and, uh, in January. This was you know, a couple months before the lockdowns happened, amen. And there was a, four spaces on that card. The top one was like you know, a word for that year. You know, pick, pick one word that you just feel impressed, right? And then there was three spaces to put three prayer requests. Amen. Three things that you wanted to see God do in 2020. Praise God. Amen. And you know what? There was one that I put on there that I put unspoken. Amen. My family didn't even know. They, you know, my kids say, Dad, what's the unspoken? It's unspoken. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it's unspoken. It's unspoken, so if I just put that, you know, and I had that card right where my chair is in the middle room, and I'd see that, see that thing all the time. But even before I put that request on that card, that, that I've been praying for that prayer request, amen, for almost two years. 
before I put it on that card. I said, God, this is definitely going on the card. I've been praying for two years for that request. And did you know that, amen, that that, that was January you know, 20th about or whatever it was, to second or third Sunday in January? And it wasn't until about the uh, middle of June of 2020 that that prayer was answered. Amen. That was like a chronic prayer request. Amen. That was like a prayer request that I wonder what's going to happen with that. But after about two and a half years, it got answered. Amen. It came to pass. Some sooner than others. But we got to hold our faith in God, folks. Amen. That same David, he said in Psalms 37, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Amen. God's going to let it come to pass. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And I'd like to read this little uh, story, uh, an account by one lady who went to visit her pastor uh, about a situation, a chronic situation she was going through. And she, she titled this thing, It Came to Pass, by Wendy Ost. But she said, several years ago, these four short words came to mean a great deal to me. And they've held that meaning ever since. I was in the midst of what seemed at the time a significant trial. Things were not going as I had hoped they would, uh, they would and, uh, uh, on, on an important project. And I confided in my minister, Reverend Brent Fletcher, and in his wonderful southern accent, he kindly shared the phrase, it came to pass. He softly spoke those, those, his softly spoken words did not register. And while I knew he was trying to assist me, I felt no relief. He repeated those words again. It came to pass. Still no relief. Just a vague recollection of the phrase being referenced throughout the Bible and a sense of the confusion mixed with a touch of growing frustration. Ever one to stick with the message until it's deeply heard and understood, Reverend Brent tried again. This time, his inflection was slightly different. It came to pass. Amen. This time I heard it and it registered and I was instantly awash with both relief and insight. Insight that not only quieted the current chaos, but also lent perspective to other perceived challenges I had previously experienced. As if with his words and the loving intention behind them, he somehow reshuffled time and made right long ago situations and incidents that I had misinterpreted. If you remain unclear of the distinction offered, try saying each of the phrases slowly aloud. And she, the way she has it uh, written, she has brackets around it, and then came. So it came to pass. And then she has brackets about it came. It came to pass. And then she says, it came to pass. So she bracketed different things. She goes, there's different ways you can say it with the inflection, but the point is, it came to pass. And she went on to say, as my eyes fill with tears of truth, Reverend Brent added with a smile, it didn't come to stay. I exhaled a deep sigh of relief and the sense that whatever it was, it came with a purpose 
and brought with it lessons to aid me on my spiritual journey, a whole new way of relating to events, particularly those that appeared as difficulties, opened up and now took on new meaning. And yet, at the, time, at the same time, all of the good that I had experienced to date also took on a new meaning as, too came, as it, too, came to pass. This realization left me very aware of the present moment and the many gifts it brings if we allow it. Amen. So at the end there, she was saying, you know what? I realized that, you know, there's good things that come to me and they're going to pass. They're not going to always be there forever. And I need to cherish those things. Amen. So she learned all kinds of lessons. Praise God. Let's stand, would you? I want to reiterate our text passage as we come to a close this morning. It came to pass. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles. That's the way Paul looked at it. He didn't say, well, this is chronic and I, don't, I can't deal with it. He just said, you know what? These are light and momentary when he compared it to something else. He said, are for us an, ex an eternal gl uh, glory that far outweighs all these things. And then he said, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen. We don't focus on the chronic situation. We don't let that be laser beam focus and that's all we look at and we let, that, let our mountain just overwhelm us and bring us down. He said, we don't focus on what is seen, but we focus on what is unseen. He says, what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Just wanted to tell you this morning, it came to pass. Amen. That, that pain in your body, that sickness, that situation, that relationship issue, amen, that job struggle, amen, that financial struggle, whatever it is, fill in the blank, amen, praise God. First, I'm just encouraging you to look at it differently, amen, and look at it through the eyes of the Lord. He is the greatest thing ever, and let's, let's let us look at the situation through his viewpoint, and then let's believe God that it's going to pass. It's going to pass. And let hopelessness that might be trying to creep up be replaced with hope, replaced with joy, replaced with faith that it's going to be okay because it came to pass. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.